Second Decade is a historical podcast about a fascinating time in history, the 18-teens, and how that little studied period shaped the modern world. Once in a while, though, you gotta spread your wings and branch out a bit. On Second Decade Off Topic, I'm gonna give you some more history that falls outside the parameters of the main podcast. Informal, less scripted, perhaps less serious, Off Topic is to Second Decade, what the people of New Orleans refer to as a land gap, an unexpected extra. Hello and welcome to another edition of Second Decade Off Topic. On this show, I usually cover the world as it was in the 18-teens, but in Off Topic, I go, well, Off Topic. Historical subjects outside the second decade of the 19th century. In this show, I want to talk about one of my all-time favorite historical mysteries, and one that's fascinated me literally for decades, the famous quote-unquote money pit at Oak Island, Nova Scotia in Canada. People Now, people have been searching for buried treasure here for more than 150 years. It's a really interesting story, and as I think you'll see, a pretty fascinating logic puzzle. I like logic puzzles, especially in history, so this naturally appeals to me. So let's cut to the chase. There is no treasure buried at Oak Island. Let me repeat that. There is no treasure buried on Oak Island. If there ever was, and I have serious doubts about this, it's certainly not there now. Now, I know there's a very terrible History Channel reality TV show about Oak Island that perpetuates this legend. I haven't seen it, and for the record, I have no intention of seeing it. But if you look at the historical record, and more importantly, if you use logic and critical thinking, it's very clear that there is nothing of particular value buried under Oak Island to find. Now, I realize that by saying this, I'm going to make myself unpopular. It's fun to believe in buried treasure and fantasies on this order strike chords in all of us that go back to our childhoods and are are parts of our deep identities. Explaining why there's no buried treasure on Oak Island, despite alleged searches for such a cache going back more than 200 years, in one sense, it's a fool's errand because no one wants to believe that there's nothing down there. But we live in the year 2018, and we're daily being bombarded with falsehoods, spin, and fake history. If truth is something we still value, it's worth telling it about Oak Island, and in any event, it's still a pretty interesting story and a fascinating puzzle of logic and historical analysis. So here's how we know that there's no treasure on Oak Island. I'm going to be dealing with all of these factors in depth in this podcast, but here are the highlights. First, the flood tunnels believed to be blockading the recovery of the treasure have never been found. No tunnels, no treasure, period. Second, no physical evidence of an elaborate treasure hoard infrastructure on Oak Island. People think there is, but there isn't. There are some interesting engineering works on Oak Island that appear to be very mysterious at first glance, but in fact, these are not connected to buried treasure. Third, reliable documentary evidence for the early treasure searches, where much of the supposed evidence for treasure was supposedly discovered, does not exist. Fourth, even if the legends are true, it's not logical that whoever buried the treasure would have abandoned it. In other words, if there ever was treasure there, it's illogical to assume that it's still there. Before I get to explaining each of these points, it's worth sketching out what the legend is, because it's invariably where believers in Oak Island treasure start. Uh, Incidentally, they don't often make it any farther than that. So it's kind of hard to know where to start uh, because there's no one story, there's no one single set of allegations that agree with each other about how it all started. 
Incidentally, I first encountered this legend in 1991 when I was a college undergraduate studying history. Uh, I came across it in a very fun but seriously fact-challenged book called The Encyclopedia of Unsolved Mysteries by Colin Wilson and Damon Wilson, which had the usual stories of Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, etc. Uh, this book by Colin and Damon Wilson, it was a lot of fun when I read it 27 years ago. It's, it's not a good history book, but it's just kind of a fun book. And it ignited my interest in Oak Island. Uh, the Money Pit article was easily my favorite because it's the only one that seemed like it could really be true. Uh, so just for purposes of choosing one narrative to stick to, uh, I'm going to stick to the one as told in the Wilson's 1991 book. So according to them, in 1795, three teenagers, Daniel McGinnis, Anthony Vaughn, and John Smith, they were exploring Oak Island, um, which was an uninhabited island in Mahone Bay in Nova Scotia, when they noticed a depression in the ground beneath an oak tree, which is usually said to have an old rusty piece of ship's tackle hanging from one of the branches. They started digging and encountered supposedly several platforms of oak timbers, each one 10 feet below the next, going down at least 30 feet. So realizing that something big was buried here, they abandoned the search, but they decided to come back years later with a much more well-funded operation. Several expeditions, some with the involvement of members of the original trio, are said to have occurred in the first half of the 19th century, usually dated 1803 or 1804, uh, and another treasure dig uh, in 1849. Supposedly, the expeditions found that the oak platforms went down at 10-foot intervals for at least 90 feet. However, the farther the dig progressed, the more the hole became saturated with seawater, occasionally rushing into the pit at high speed as if under pressure. Now, people who believe in the legend universally state that this is due to two flood tunnels, specifically connecting the money pit site to the beach, evidently designed to thwart recovery of whatever's buried there by anyone who doesn't know the secret of how to shut off the flood tunnels. This is the bare bones of the legend. There's a lot of other rumored details, such as a claim usually said to date from the 1849 expedition, that various wooden chests were found beneath the 98-foot level, that a drill inserted into the chests brought up pieces of wood and some small links of gilded metal, like a chain of some kind. There are also reports of stones found, either in the money pit or elsewhere on the island, bearing various inscriptions, most commonly uh, rendered as 40 feet below 2 million pounds are buried, or something to that effect. All the various alleged details and discoveries could fill a book, and in fact they have filled numerous books written on Oak Island, uh, written on the Oak Island legend over the years. While there are commonalities, few, the few reports, uh, th there are very few reports that agree absolutely on all of these details. So, first reason we know there's no treasure. No flood tunnels have ever been found. One feature of the legend that all the accounts do agree on is the existence of the flood tunnels, which pipe seawater into the money pit whenever anyone digs for the treasure. This is the linchpin of the entire story. The water pouring into the pit is the booby trap that confounds all attempts to recover the treasure. There's just one problem, though, which astonished me when I realized it. The flood tunnels themselves have never been located. Although the tunnels appear in every single permutation of the Oak Island legend, no one has ever actually found human-constructed tunnels leading from the traditional dig site to the beaches, which are some distance away in all directions. There was, I believe, one claim of a flood tunnel discovery from the 19th century, but that can't be verified, and there's no physical evidence. Shouldn't this be easy? If you're digging a pit into the earth and are being thwarted by an influx of seawater from two directions— 
There's said to be two flood tunnels, sometimes even three. Shouldn't it be fairly simple to find the source of the water and then discover the channel that it's coming in from? Especially since you would assume that the channel being human engineered would be lined with stone or a primitive pipe or something like that. But nothing of this kind has ever been found on Oak Island. Indeed, the existence of the flood tunnels is taken entirely on faith. The only explanation I've ever heard for the failure to locate the tunnels themselves is that multiple treasure hunts over the decades have obliterated the original site discovered by Vaughn, McGinnis, and Smith, and that it's hard to know where to look. Well, isn't that convenient? But here's the thing. Oak Island isn't that big. If it's crisscrossed by flood tunnels, they have to be there somewhere. They're not, in fact, because they don't exist. While no man-made flood tunnels have ever been discovered, treasure hunters did find the 19th century some very odd and suspicious structures on the beach at Smith's Cove, which is a long distance from the treasure pit. And these were sort of shallow pans lined with stones, stuffed with coconut fiber, and covered over with sand. These structures, labeled box drains or finger drains by believers, are said to resemble the fingers of a hand pointing toward the treasure site. Supposedly, they were discovered in the 1849 treasure hunt on Oak Island. Invariably, they're said to be the intakes for the flood tunnels. Clearly of human construction, why else would they be there except to siphon water in from the beach and channel it into the money pit? It'd be easy to jump to this conclusion, but it turns out it's a logical error. So what are these structures? The short answer is that they're remnants of an operation to cook salt on the beach. Who built them? Fishermen, probably in the 18th century. Why? Well, because they needed salt to preserve their catch, and in a cold climate like Nova Scotia, you can't just evaporate salt on the beach like you do in other parts of the world. You have to cook it using fire. So how do we know that these structures are salt works? Because under the box drains, there was evidence that fires were laid on these stones for a long period of time. The soil exhibits scorching that looks exactly like that of other known beach salt operations. The coconut fiber is not exotic at all, Fishermen would not have had any problem getting it, because it was common packing material in the 18th and 19th century, the way that uh, foam peanuts are today. So salting was a way that fishermen have preserved their catch since ancient times, we we know that. The box drains found on Oak Island were most likely part of an illegal fish salting operation. So why did they conceal them? Because salt was highly taxed in British America, and they were probably trying to avoid paying the toll. Incidentally, part of the Oak Island legend speaks of people around Mahone Bay supposedly seeing lights and fires over on Oak Island decades before the supposed discovery in 1795 of the treasure pit. While I don't believe the lights and fires stories are literally true, if they are, a salt work of the kind I'm describing would exactly explain what these people said they saw decades before 1795. So more importantly, why does this matter? No one would care about an old salt works on the beach on Oak Island unless it could be demonstrated to have something to do with the treasure pit, right? The reason why anyone cares about the box drains is because, and I stress this is the only reason, because it's supposedly the inlet to the flood tunnels that create the booby trap that makes the treasure so difficult to recover. The flood tunnels are the punchline of the whole story. Without them, the legend doesn't make any sense. And as we know, the tunnels themselves have never been found. Believers in the legend conflate the flood tunnels with the box drains, but they're two separate things. If the box drains were connected to the channels leading to the pit, it would have been the easiest thing in the world to follow these connections all the way back up to the main pit. 
Then what you do is you simply block up the tunnels, wait for the pit to dry out, and go get the treasure, right? If it was this easy, this is what would have been done in 1849 or in 1861 when the drains were first discovered. But it wasn't. Why? Because the box drains are not connected to any flood tunnels, which do not exist. Furthermore, the scorched earth under the drains proves that they were not intended as water intakes, but as something else. There's no conceivable way that laying fires in the drains could have been relevant to keeping the pit flooded. There's no physical evidence of any treasure pit on Oak Island. The flood tunnel hypothesis was created to explain why, wherever and whenever you dig a hole on Oak Island, it floods with seawater and you can't pump pump it out or stop the flow. According to a book called Oak Island Secrets by Mark Finney in 1997, one of the many self-referential books written about the legend, some enterprising treasure hunters in 1850 dropped clay into the flooded money pit, and sure enough, muddy water seeped out at Smith's Cove far away, proving a connection. This experiment was also repeated in 1899 with red dye, so clearly there is a connection. Well, the answer for this is very simple. The highest elevation on Oak Island is 30 feet above sea level. If you dig a 100-foot hole, you're digging 70 feet below the water line. The water coming into the hole is natural seepage. The main objection I've heard to this argument is that natural seepage is impossible because the soils of Oak Island are thick clay, not permeable gravel. That's false. That was proven false as early as 1867. There are some clay deposits, but they're interspersed with much more permeable soils. A more recent geologic analysis from the late 20th century bears this out, and matches exactly what was found when geologists first examined the island in 1867. So now let's talk about the stone, which is easily the stupidest part of the legend. Some reports of the early treasure hunts, those predating 1861, include reference to a stone that was supposedly found in the pit, with inscriptions on it, because of course. Incidentally, the Finian book talks a lot about this stone. The Wilson and Wilson book doesn't even mention it. No one is sure what the supposed inscription on the stone actually is because no one has ever actually seen it. But it's said to be something like, below here, two million pounds are buried. How perfect is that? What's interesting about this is that the inscription did not become associated with the legend until the 20th century. The stone's initial discovery has never been documented. The stone itself doesn't exist anymore, convenient. But if it was such an important and obvious clue, who would be dumb enough to lose it or destroy it? The inscription is is associated with New England folklorist Edward Rose Snow. That name, Edward Rose Snow, has come up before on on the Second Decade show. I talked about about him at length in episode 9, the first uh, first season episode, about Theodosia Burr. He wrote a lot of very colorful and fun books about coastal history, but he's also known for spinning tall tales with no basis in fact. The stone supposedly found in the money pit is definitely a tall tale. Other artifacts that treasure hunters wave around as evidence of treasure burial, a shoe, pick handles, uh, various things found by the History Channel guys, etc., are most likely from previous treasure hunts, or they were deliberate plants by various hoaxers over the years. Archaeologists have never confirmed that they were found when and where they've said to have been found. Since the 1960s, attention is focused on a shaft called Borehole 10X, which supposedly connected to an underground underwater cavern. Now, supposedly a camera was lowered down there at one point, and artifacts like a shovel handle or even human remains were supposedly seen. There was no proof of this. The videotape of the camera expedition conveniently never surfaced. But in any event, divers went down Borehole 10X in 2016 and found 
nothing. In short, there's no physical evidence that there was ever a treasure-burying operation on Oak Island. No tunnels, no cryptic markers or spooky inscriptions that can be verified, nothing that we can be sure was left behind by pirates or whoever supposedly buried the loot. There's just nothing there. So, we're talking about Oak Island, Nova Scotia, the supposed money pit, and the obsession of a very silly and fact-free show on the History Channel. There's very little real history on the History Channel, uh, a show that somehow managed to squeeze 44 episodes worth of blood out of the stone of a pretty crude 19th century scam. I'm not going to talk about the History Channel show, as I said, I've never seen it. From having researched the Oak Island legend myself for over 20 years, not continuously 20 years, I'm not that obsessed, But anyway, from my research of the documentary record, I am certain that there's no treasure on Oak Island, and there never has been. What's amazing, the thing I found that was surprising, was just how little there is in the historical record for what's been happening on Oak Island, supposedly since 1795. This is what truly amazed me when I began researching the legend myself in the 1990s. You would think the historical record is pretty robust, given the confidence uh, with authors such as Finian, I, I know I keep picking on him, Anyway, you'd think there was a lot of documentary evidence to go on, but the, the actual record is very, very thin. The origin story of Oak Island is not the burial of the treasure, but the first treasure hunt, which is said to have occurred in 1795, when three kids discovered the initial pit and upon digging found oaken platforms leading down into it. I talked about that in the first half of the show. Invariably, this account precedes two other accounts of treasure hunting a dig that is supposed to have happened in 1803, some sources say 1801 or maybe 1804, uh, and then a Truro Company expedition in 1849. The accounts of these early digs are really crucial to the legend because it is on these early digs and these alone that the key discoveries were supposedly made. The oak platforms, the flood tunnels, the initial discovery of the box drains, and the uh, quote-unquote chests at the 98-foot level, which, according to accounts, were drilled into with an auger during the 1849 expedition, passing through metal in pieces. Now, note what's being laid out here in these early accounts. You have an explanation, first, of how the treasure pit was initially discovered. That's the 1795 shenanigans. Two, you have the springing of the trap, meaning the flood tunnels, that makes the recovery of of the treasure so difficult. That's the 1800s expedition. And then third, you have the further discovery that makes it seem, at first blush, like the treasure really is there, but it's just out of reach. That's the Truro Company dig. Notice, if you were a huckster trying to sell investors on the idea of financing a treasure hunt on Oak Island, these are exactly the three points that you would need to convince them. The thing is, though, that there's no contemporary evidence of these operations, no primary sources, as as we historians say. When I began reading about Oak Island in 1991, I simply assumed these expeditions were recorded as fact. They're not. Only later, after I started graduate school as a trained historian, did I notice that books about Oak Island never cite any primary sources when they lay out the legend. The usual story about kids finding the island in 1795, the first digs, all that stuff. The books all cite other books about Oak Island, all secondary sources. This is exactly how pseudo-history operates. You see the same effect in books on fringe subjects like ancient aliens, Nazi occultism, JFK assassination, UFOs, etc. The first printed accounts of treasure hunting activity appeared in British and Canadian newspapers in 1861. I found reference to a visitor to Oak Island writing in 1857, 
of seeing evidence of prior digs there, but there is certainly nothing contemporary to attest to the alleged 1795 discovery and the 1804 dig. Some sort of license to dig on Oak Island was evidently issued in 1849 by some kind of uh, Canadian provincial authority, and that's the only evidence that the Truro Company dig was a real thing. Of course, the license may have been issued and the dig never actually went off, or perhaps it did, but if it did, there's no direct evidence of it. So consider this flimsy record in comparison with much more reliable evidence that we have, which casts doubt even on the basic points of the legend. For instance, most versions of the legend start in 1795, when the discovery of the pit is made by Daniel McGinnis and Anthony Vaughn, who are said to have been children or teenagers at that time. In fact, genealogical records show that Daniel McGinnis and Anthony Vaughn were in their 30s in 1795. They weren't kids, they were in their 30s. The legend usually states that Oak Island was uninhabited at the time of the discovery. In fact, it was inhabited. Land records from the time prove this. Also, when I began checking back on previous versions of the story, I found them wildly different from one another. For example, I read an article on the treasure hunt that appeared in Popular Science Magazine in 1939. That article's story of the origin of the treasure hunt is markedly different from the version in the 1991 Encyclopedia of Unsolved Mysteries book, which itself is different from Finian's 1997 book. In short, nobody can keep the story straight, which is a telltale sign that it's not history, but folklore. So all of these discrepancies add up to the fact that we simply can't trust the accounts usually told about the discovery and the first treasure hunts. So if it's not true, then where did the Oak Island legend come from? Well, that's a very good question. The Oak Island legend closely resembles numerous other buried treasure legends that were very hot in pop culture in the 19th century. Both Robert Louis Stevenson's book Kidnapped and Edgar Allan Poe's short story The Gold Bug crib heavily from these legends. People my age, mid-40s, may remember The Gold Bug. It was made into a, a TV special in 1980, starring Robert's Blossom, who is the actor best known for playing the creepy old guy in Home Alone. Assault turns the bodies into mummies, you know, that guy. Uh, and also in that in that show was a young Anthony Michael Hall, later of Breakfast Club fame. So anyway, this 19th century pop culture stuff is important. Treasure stories of this kind often involved an initial discovery by children. They also involved occult-themed or supernatural clues, as well as a trap that prevented recovery of the treasure, except by someone especially enlightened or virtuous. In fact, in most of these stories, the trap was a supernatural one. The treasure is guarded by a ghost or a spirit or something. Of course, that's the plot of every Scooby-Doo episode, except that in Scooby-Doo, the ghost always turns out to be fake. The main difference between those tall tales of the 19th century and the Oak Island legend is that in the Oak Island story, the trap is purely mechanical, the flood tunnels. This, more than anything else, is, I believe is why the legend has survived into the modern era, where the others have not. Treasure stories with a supernatural bent are in our modern world explicitly recognizable as folklore. They're not likely to be taken as factual truth. If the trap, however, is changed from a supernatural one to one that's plausible in the real world, what you've done is you've given the legend legs to rise above the supernatural wives' tale milieu. This is, I think, exactly what happened in the Oak Island case. So let's get to the final point, why it's illogical to believe that treasure is there. This is my favorite piece of the puzzle. There's a very serious logic problem at the heart of the whole Oak Island legend, and it's one that rarely gets talked about and it alone virtually proves there's no treasure there. 
Let's assume, just for the sake of argument, that I've been wrong throughout this podcast and that the legend is substantially true, that there was a treasure pit, flood tunnels, box trains, etc. This would be a work of engineering of immense complexity, uh, taking a lot of technical skill and expense to construct. So this reasoning is usually trotted out right before a statement like, oh, that means that whatever was buried there must be really, really valuable. But think about this. If somebody went to all this trouble to build a treasure trap, preventing anyone else from getting it, the chances are virtually zero that they would have forgotten to come back for it. Think about it. Why would someone, a pirate perhaps, want to bury treasure in the first place? You don't bury treasure and leave it in the ground forever. You bury it until some temporary danger of discovery or confiscation passes, and then you come back to fetch it. Anyone who digs for treasure on Oak Island makes two assumptions. First, that a treasure of immense value was buried there, and second, that it is still there, that whoever buried it either forgot about it or was somehow prevented from coming back at a later time to retrieve it. The evidence, or lack thereof, shows that assumption one, that a treasure was ever there at all, is on pretty shaky ground to begin with. But assumption two, that they would have forgotten to come back for it or been prevented from coming back for it, that's even worse than pure conjecture. It's pure wishful thinking. So use your common sense here. Isn't it illogical to go to the immense expense of creating such an elaborate trap to guard something that was worth abandoning? Of course it is. It's stupid. You wouldn't do it. The more valuable the treasure is in the first place, the more motivation you're going to have to come back and fetch it. Thus, whoever built the treasure trap is virtually guaranteed to have sailed back to the island at some point to collect their treasure. So consider this. Assume someone did bury treasure there and set these exotic booby traps. They would have come back to get the treasure, and if whoever came back for it didn't care whether anyone knew that there had once been treasure buried there, they would just have left a big raw open hole in the ground and forgotten about it. Obviously, that wasn't the case. If it was, somebody would have found a big empty hole on Oak Island, filled with seawater, of course, and then they would have scratched their head and said, gee, I wonder what was once buried here. But we know that didn't happen. This means logically that not only did the people who supposedly buried the treasure definitely want to come back to get it, but they also wanted, for whatever reason, to conceal the fact that treasure had been buried there. To do that, they'd have fetched the treasure, filled in the hole, but presumably left the flood tunnels open, or destroyed the mechanism that closed them, so that anyone who came after them would never be able to prove with certainty what had once been there. As you know, I don't believe that there ever was a treasure pit of any kind on Oak Island, but if I'm wrong and there was, this has to be why no one has ever found it after 200 years of searching. Hence, we end up at the same finish line. There's no treasure there now. But I don't think there ever was. If you think about it, Oak Island is a pretty odd place to stash one of the world's greatest treasures. No persuasive explanation for why the possessors of vast wealth they needed to hide chose this particular spot, no, no explanation for that has ever been offered, although there's no shortage of wild theories, none of which make any sense. Books on Oak Island, and I suppose, I presume, the History Channel show, go particularly nuts with exotic theories about what's supposedly down there. Finian, the author of Oak Island Secrets, he proclaims triumphantly, without any evidence, that the treasure must, of course, be the original manuscripts of Shakespeare's plays which weren't written by Shakespeare, of course, but actually by Francis Bacon, itself a ludicrous theory that was discredited in the 19th century. People love to suppose that the Knights Templar or the Freemasons were involved, despite not a speck of evidence, 
Umberto Eco in his novel Foucault's Pendulum satirized the tendency to put the Knights Templar at the heart of any historical mystery. It's silly. It's just all very, very silly. But anyway, back in the realm of reality, the other piece of the logic puzzle of Oak Island, and something else that people rarely talk about, is the lack of evidence from the point of view of whoever supposedly buried the treasure. An operation of that magnitude would have taken a lot of people, substantial time, and a lot of expense. There would have been records of it, payrolls, engineers, ship requisitions, ship voyages, those kinds of things. Even true believers in the legend concede that it couldn't realistically be pirates or other rogue elements who would generally lack the technical and logistical sophistication to pull off the kind of operation that they insist must have gone on there. But there's in fact no such evidence at all. The theory presented in the Encyclopedia of Unsolved Mysteries is that the British buried pay chests for their army there about 1780 during the Revolutionary War. This is utter crap. The British paid colonial troops in paper money, not gold, and in any event, the British archives would be full of telltale clues that this sort of operation had happened. The British are great at keeping records and notoriously poor at suppressing them. Even decades later, after the Revolutionary War was over and no one stood anything to gain by continued secrecy, somebody would have come forward with a story to the effect of, yeah, I was part of the original Oak Island operation, here's what happened. But there's been nothing, nothing to this effect at all. You cannot keep a secret on this order for very long. To believe otherwise gets into the realm of conspiracy theory, and don't get me started on why those never make any sense. So what did happen? As I've said several times now, at its heart, Oak Island is a scam. Secret buried treasure was a common bit of folklore in the early 19th century, and there are documented ones uh, of this nature in Nova Scotia before 1850. I think someone, possibly in the 1840s, heard a tall tale or heard about some local folklore about a mysterious island in Mahone Bay. Perhaps a local came up with it and decided, for some easy cash, to hoodwink some investors into financing a treasure hunt. The legends of prior treasure hunts were necessary to reinforce the it's-just-out-of-reach narrative, and the nonsense about the link of the gold chain or the metal in pieces story or the stone, all of which supposedly date from the 1849 dig, those were all invented to lay it on just a bit heavier. Someone may have planted fake clues on the island, or discovering the remnants of the salt works, roped that into the story as quote-unquote proof. Only this scam kept paying off long after its initial conception. Over the years, new generations of scammers, probably unknown to the original ones, hijacked the legend and reappropriated it for a new treasure hunt to fleece new victims. Then, by the 20th century, the legend had a life of its own, and sustaining itself without the involvement of scammers by seducing innocent people who really do believe there's treasure there, inducing them to spend their lives and lots of money looking for it. To address one final point, which is what's the harm in believing that there's treasure there? There is harm. Real people have died in the quest for this non-existent booty. People have wasted their lives and their fortunes, sometimes for decades, on a pointless obsession with this legend. So to ask what's the harm in believing, I suggest you pose that question to the families of the men who have died searching for it. Unfortunately, when you get talking about Oak Island and buried treasure and that sort of thing, fantasy and wishful thinking take over. This podcast is based on a series of articles I did for my site, seanmunger.com, on the Oak Island legend in 2017. I also adapted those into a series of videos on my YouTube channel, and it's been interesting to watch the reactions of people who disagree with me. As people who disagree with you on the internet tend to do, they're loud, they're shrill, and they type in all caps. I'm wrong, the treasure's there, I should burn in hell. Yes, I had someone say that to me. I'm an arrogant ass, yada, yada, yada. 
But what's interesting is that none of the believers in the legend have actually addressed the evidence. None have ever actually taken these points that I've made and examined them critically and come to a reasoned conclusion. This tells me that belief in the Oak Island legend is not based on fact, but on faith. This is the hallmark of a confidence scam. Tell a victim of a confidence scam that they've been hoodwinked, and you'll get exactly the same kind of indignant reactions that I've gotten when I tell the truth about Oak Island. Incidentally, many people in the 19th century believed Oak Island was a scam from the word go. One of the earliest newspaper articles about the phenomenon, dated 1861, is a debunking, labeling the whole thing the Oak Island Folly. That's where the title of this episode comes from. Scams rarely go unchallenged. If people were denouncing Oak Island as a scam more than 150 years ago, when, if it was genuine, the trail of documentary evidence would have been much fresher than it is now, if they were doing that 150 years ago, this is a telltale sign that the whole thing is a hoax. So we can say this definitively. There is no treasure on Oak Island. There never has been. All of the money spent to find it over the past 200 years has been utterly wasted. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, I have the main podcast, Second Decade, which deals with the decade of the 18-teens. And I also sometimes moonlight in doing interviews with environmental history authors on the New Books Network, Science and Tech Environmental, environmental Studies channel. And I have another, uh, another podcast, a science fiction podcast called Double Perigee. Uh, my website, seanmunger.com or thathistoryguy.com. I have a YouTube channel and a Patreon. Thank you very much for listening and hope you have a great evening. The theme music for Off Topic is called Stealth Groover by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.